host, Tasha, and welcome to Womanhood Decoded. And I am just so excited to bring my guest today. And um, I actually haven't met Candy in real life, but we seem to have a vibe and a connection on social media. So I cannot wait to introduce you all to her. Candy Knight is a media personality from Huntsville, Alabama. She first got her start in radio at her college's radio station in 2005, and it was WOCG at Oakwood College. Since then, she has graced the airways on and off, spanning several genres and radio stations. Candy currently co-hosts a sports show, a live R&B show in her city, is a panelist on a weekly video broadcast or podcast, and is also pursuing her master's. Candy is a mom of three, and in her spare time, she enjoys sleeping, treating herself to massages, traveling, and relaxing to music. So my goodness, you have so much on your plate. We have got to get into how you are able to balance all of this. So welcome to the show, Candy. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And you're right, I do have so much on my plate, but I wouldn't have it any other way. That is awesome. Well, one thing that I like to do when I start um, each podcast episode is I like to start with this icebreaker, which is um, basically just to get a feel or take the emotional temperature um, for how we're feeling before we get started. So if that's okay. Um, Okay. So two real things that you're either thinking or feeling right now. (laughs) <laughs> okay, two things that I'm thinking or feeling. Well, I'm excited. First of all, it's such an honor to be on your show. I know you mentioned earlier that we had this Facebook connection going on, and it's been a couple of years. So I'm really honored that you would invite me um, to be on your show. Um, and I'm also, um, let's see, I'm in a happy state right now. I mean, life is good, business is good. I've got great people in my circle. And uh, I'm on the incline, so I'm grateful, I'm happy, and I'm excited. I guess that's three, but happy and excited are my two. Well, that is amazing. I cannot find a better way or place to be in life, especially with all that's going on um, at this current time. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, so let's get into tonight's episode. Um, music is an important expression of how your energy just radiates. So tell me about how Beyonce or anyone else taps into that area of your inner being. Absolutely. So music is everything for me. I mean, I listen to music from the time I wake up, if I'm in the shower, if I'm cooking, if I'm doing my makeup. Music is always around me. And it it really just defines my mood. Um, My mood determines what I listen to. And so Beyonce has always been one of my favorite artists. I mean, she brings the star quality. I mean, from performance to um, her, the way she's a perfectionist with her music, um, the way she perfects um, her craft. So she's definitely a powerhouse for me. Um, I also enjoy listening to Janae Eiffel. She's very soothing, even down to smooth jazz. Dave Todd is one of my favorites. And uh, even gospel, Todd Delaney is one of my favorite gospel artists. And man, I recently went through a tough time earlier this year. And listening to his music 
is really what brought me through just having that praise and worship type of moment. So music has had a great, huge impact on my life for sure. That is so real because I don't know what it is about music, but as you said, it just really can uplift your mood or can really just switch how you're feeling. Um, it doesn't matter what mm-hmm. it is. And it's also for me, music is um, if I'm not able to express myself, I can usually find a song that has the exact mm-hmm. lyrics for how I'm feeling. <laughs> Yes, it does. And even if you think about even romantic relationships, like very sweet, like, I mean, thinking about a man that you like, sending you a song, like, how sweet is that? So it's definitely a love language for sure. Absolutely. So tell me about your journey into media and broadcasting. Like, how did you get your start? Um, okay, well, um, as you mentioned a little bit earlier, I started off at my school's radio station for college. But even before that, when I was a senior in high school, I really thought I was going to be a doctor. And I think that was just a generic, oh, that would be my career choice. I think I'll be, you know, good at it. And I remember going to like a college visit. Um, if you're not familiar with Oakwood, we had this event called College Days. Where we go and visit the campus, we learn a little bit about the departments and everything. And I went to the biology department, uh, thinking I was going to be a doctor. Had everything set up and lined up. And the summer after I graduated, I was looking at TV, looking at a news broadcast, and I'll never forget there was this beautiful African American news anchor, and her name is Kim Essex. And mm-hmm. I think she's so familiar with her. Toys. Yes, I said, she's so pretty and toy. I bet I can do her job. <laughs> and so immediately I sent her an email and just said, hey, you know, maybe Essex or Miss Essex, I'm really interested in this media business. You look like you do such a great job. What tips can you give me um, to enter into the profession? And she was very gracious. She responded back and um, basically told me, you know, work hard, network, you know, get your degree if you can, get a little experience, and it'll be good for you. Well, fast forward to maybe a year or two ago, and Kim and I are now connected. She's agreed to be one of my mentors in the industry. And I have the opportunity to tell her how much of an impact she's had on my life. And I'm the reason, I mean, you're the reason why I'm in media today. Just from watching you and seeing your work. Yeah. So that was a full circle moment. And she said, you know, I've been watching you. She said, I didn't know you, but I know that you've had that. That thought body, and I would have reached out to you earlier, but she's no longer in media. She's actually transitioning to real estate. Um, but her impact was very much so lasting. So I went into college thinking I was going to be news, be a news anchor, and I said, Well, I need a job. Um, I had my daughter uh, right after my freshman year of college, and I said, Well, you know, I'm a single mom, I need a job to work while I'm in school. And the radio station was my and so I said, Well, this is kind of in my field. so let me try it out and see if I like it. And it stuck with me. Radio is now my heart. And um, like you said, I've been in radio off and on since 2005, a couple of different radio stations. And it's such an amazing, fun, and rewarding job. And I decided last year, when I decided to go back to school as well, um, but I wanted to try my hand at TV. Maybe news anchoring, you know, put on hold a few years ago. Maybe I want to try and see this about. So, COVID kind of introduced uh, a new challenge of getting into the studio and trying to, you know, work my way around. Because radio is different than TV. Um, 
but I decided to do a podcast and, and the YouTube show came along. So I'm still in front of the screen, not so much behind the mic like I used to be, but you never know. I may end up on, on television on the big screen one day. But for now, it's podcast, which is kind of a marry between, you know, radio and television. But it works for me now, and uh, I'm excited to where I am. Oh, absolutely. And um, I, my background is in broadcasting, as you know, as well. And so there, there is a lot of crossover. And um, for me, I actually only worked at the radio station for, um, I want to say, a semester when I was in university at Andrews. Mm-hmm. And um, it was an awesome experience, but every um, opportunity or internship that I got after that was in TV. So that's how mm-hmm. I um, ended up being a news reporter uh, slash anchor for like over a decade. And it's crazy when I say over a decade, because I really don't <laughs> feel like it was over a decade. Right. And it's such a fun industry. It really is. It definitely is. And one of the things that I appreciated when I was working full-time media was just my access to people and events. But um, the thing that got to me after a while was how I felt like our stories were being told from a perspective that wasn't authentic to who we were. Mm-hmm. And that was something that bothered me because I was always working for network news. And so um, it didn't have that, you know, possess like a radio show might or an entertainment show where you can show mm-hmm. or, um, more of your personality or you can give a little bit more of what you might actually think. So every day it was just the bare bones for me, you know, who, what, when, where and why. And right, so right. that can kind of get taxing after a while. But um, I feel that overall, I had an amazing time in um, that particular career field. And so I wish you all the best in your pursuits. And I can <laughs> definitely, definitely see you being on some screen outside of what you're currently well, doing. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I always said, you know, I love Robin Roberts. So I said, I'm going to be the next Robin Roberts because I love DMA. And um, it's news, but they have such a fun time. It looks like one said. So you never know what will happen. You know, never know where I'll end up. But uh, it's all exciting. It's just a really fun industry to enter into. I could not agree more. So when it comes to influences that help to create the on-air persona um, or your stage presence, can you tell me about some of the things that you pull from? Because I know me, um, I felt like I was always kind of on all the time, if that makes any sense. Um, Because Mm -hmm. I felt like I was always, even if I wasn't on camera, I was either hosting an event or I was giving a speech or I was speaking at a career day or something of that nature. So I was always in full hair and makeup. And now (laughs) (laughs) I only wear hair and makeup like if it's like a really special occasion. Other than that, you're just going to get what you get. That's right. And motherhood will do that to you, I'm telling you. Or once you do it every day or all the time, once you don't have to or once it's not required, it's just a, just a nice breather. Like, oh, I'm only going to wear makeup if I need to. 
Right, right. And especially dealing with, you know, how our skin is and just finding lines that work for mm-hmm. us and under the lights and things like that. Because it's one thing to wear makeup for like a date or wear it right. you know, for a night on the town. But when you have to wear, you know, broadcast level quality makeup every day, that can like take a toll. <laughs> so it absolutely can for sure. Yeah. And then you have to wear heavier makeup, um, you know, on camera when you're working. Absolutely. So we were just about to get into some of the influences, or do you feel that you have a persona when it comes to um, your radio and or media work, or do you feel that you present as your authentic self or some uh, mix of the two? Um, I would say somewhat a mix. It depends on what I'm doing. Um, I, I mean, I'm generally a passionate, bubbly, you know, person but in radio because I ended up doing middays for the majority of my shift this is my favorite which is usually the 10 a.m 2 p.m or 3 p.m time frame um my most recent radio station the persona was more sweet sultry sexy to play on the name of Ken mm-hmm. um, but now I'm hosting or doing podcasts it's a little bit of that, but it's more so a bold voice now. Because podcasts are really different right now. You're talking on topic. Whereas radio is more so playing music or less playing music, giving information about what's going on in the city, making announcements, and being sued in that aspect. So with the podcast and YouTube shows and everything else that I have to come now, I'm able to have a little bit more personality shine through and just want my own personal design. Well, that is so, so, so relevant. And I really liked Mm -hmm. how you were just talking about how you're able to basically gauge what content um, you're producing. And that kind of allows you to um, do what you need to do for whatever type of content. So that's definitely a plus. Mm -hmm. It is fun. Yeah, it's it's fun to be able to call. Some things actually interest me. I mean, radio music is fun, of course. But the podcast, they're utilized based on specific topics and specific audiences. So it's different, but it's fun. Right, right. Okay, so let's switch gears a little bit. (laughs) So what aspect of your journey into motherhood are you in? like the age of your children and how does that translate into how you show up in your projects or interest in your career? Oh boy. So I'm full throttle. <laughs> so I, my oldest, my daughter, she is 16. So imagine a fancy teenager, right? Right. <laughs> and then I have two boys who are 27. So, you know, my baby boy is all, you know, baby kid and my two-year-old is almost preteen, and then I have a full-on teenager. So I've been at it for a while, and and I do think that the way I show up in my career at my job does kind of change with each phase of motherhood. Uh, now I'm able to be more authentic in myself because they can kind of understand where when they were younger, I, I tended to keep them away from the media aspect of my job because they didn't quite understand what I was doing or what I was saying or if anything was controversial. Um, and I still keep them away in, in a sense. They know what I have going on, but I don't really take them to sell with me or, you know, I try to keep them away 
from that. And I think I hear a lot of celebrities say that I'm not a celebrity just yet. But I hear a lot of them say, I want them to choose an industry for themselves. And I don't want them to be in the spotlight mm-hmm. um, because I chose a career. And so I do have separate um, pages for my social media, my business pages, but I do not post them on or, you know, mention them on. And then I have a personal private uh, page where I post things that my kids do or if vacationing or whatever. Um, but I think I show up a little bit more as myself the older they get. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think they can understand that a little bit more if they choose to go back and look at these things a little bit later on in life. Right, right. And I'm like at the very beginning of my motherhood journey. So um, I am definitely listening and taking all of the notes because, <laughs> listen, when I see you just um, out and about and when I see you hosting various different events, um, one of the that's one of the reasons why I wanted um, to have you as a guest on my show because I'm like... Um, you are such a phenomenal woman in your presence and your energy, like your smile. Everything is always so well put together and you have children. I'm like, how is she doing it? Thank you. It takes a lot of hard work. And I will say I have not worked together all the time. There are days where I have podcasts, meetings, you know, interviews and all this and I'm just like kids hey, I'm just going to grab this from my home where do you want them to go like go you know is the homework done okay it's not done we'll finish it tomorrow like there are just things that we're just all over the place so I try to balance the best I can you know being a single mom is tough and then balancing career at the same time is even tougher um, but I feel like if you can pull it off someone has a decent it'll pay off in the end and, and I think you know I have to remember and I remind myself often that my kids are watching. And so I want to be an example of them to show them that you can do, you know, what you want in life. You can have the career, you know, you can balance family, you know, of course, as best you can. And you can still be true to yourself and happy all the time. And so them seeing their mother happy, following her passion and her dreams, they're very excited about that. And they're excited about everything I do, honestly. And they support me in that. They're really excited when I interview or talk to celebrities. You know, they love that. But it's, it's a great job. And I've realized, too, having them around or going through this process with me makes me a better person. I learn more about myself as they continue to grow and learn about throughout. We're all in this process together. Right. And that is just so beautiful, though, because... Um, just sharing about how there's just good days, bad days, and in it all, you're still able to, you know, keep it moving and, you know, you're still thriving, your children are thriving, they're beautiful, so you're definitely doing the damn thing you are. <laughs> Thank you. I'm kind of sure, but I, I do make it known or, or make sure that they know that they are priority, you know, with everything, so... Mommy may be running all over the city or having events, but just know, or they know, they have to be good, if they have a, you know, an outfit they need for a trip or something, that mom's going to come through and if they're going to get that dress as well. Right. And that is just so important. And so that leads me to my next question, which is, um, okay. as a mom, can you recall a challenge that your skill set or your career path has helped you to navigate? And how did you apply it to that challenge? Oh, that's a 
absolutely. I mean, working in media, everything is fixed. It's around the clock. You never know what's going to come up. And I laugh thinking about my program director at the last radio station I was at. I could be in the middle of talking on the air, and he would come in right after my break and get him say, oh, so-and-so's in town. We're going to have to do an interview in an hour. And I could not know anything about this person, you know, and I have to look up information about them, come up with questions. And I learned from that to always be prepared and to be able to multitask. So right. You definitely have to multitask. So, I never know what each day is going to bring, you know, juggling three kids. I definitely have to multitask mm-hmm. and I have to be prepared for anything. And I have to plan ahead. So, that definitely has helped me. Motherhood, just being prepared on the fly. Right. Well, you've kind of touched on this earlier um, when we were talking, but um, in my particular journey right now, I'm really focused on leaning into being my authentic self. And mm-hmm. for me, um, it's important because um, for so many years, I felt like I had to really compartmentalize who I was as a person, who I was as a woman, and then who I was as a media personality. And so at this point, like I said, I'm really leaning into, you know, having meaningful connections with people, um, whether they're romantic or platonic. And I say that because one of the things that um, you kind of, at least in my experience, I had to sacrifice um, as a media personality was I oftentimes didn't get to participate um, at special events or special occasions when it came to friends and family. I was that friend or or a family member that would always send a gift card or would always call later because I was never really available um, at that particular time because um, if you know all about media, um, you know, on the holidays especially, my Christmas was never on Christmas and my Thanksgiving was never on Thanksgiving. So I would have to see family either the week before or the week prior. And that kind of... Um, I would say stunted me emotionally without me being aware of it. And that's why I feel like I'm really interested in showing up as my authentic self and really diving deep into what that means. And just this whole concept of emotional intelligence and being able to communicate effectively. So like I said, you were kind of talking about it a little bit earlier, but is there a tip or is there um, a certain mindset that you have when it comes to balancing your roles and your passions and um how do you do that in a way that feels real or right to you? Right. That, that can be hard to do, mm-hmm. honestly. I think I just have to take it day by day or week by week. I mean, my calendar is so cool. I wake up and I say, what do I have for today? How can I balance it? How can I figure it out in a way to where I'm not burnt out? Mm-hmm. Where I get all of my, you know, business things handled and to where I make sure my kids are okay. That is a constant battle um, that I face. I feel like I'm a little bit better now than I was, and it takes time to mm-hmm. get to that point. Um, but I think being intentional about balancing everything and then taking time for myself as well mm-hmm. is important, too. I mean, you mentioned in my bio, I love a good massage, and that's my favorite concept here. What I've done is I've joined a massage club, and every month I know I have a massage waiting for me. So oh, it's important for me. 
how it's important for me to make sure I set aside time just for myself. And I right. think that is that is the key to balance. And for, of course, I have busy days and the kids and, you know, whatever else I have going on. But taking time for myself and centering and just taking a moment to figure out what I want, where I'm headed, you know, and and just center, I think, is important. So all of that combined is tough. But taking time for myself is very important. I could not agree more. And, you know, you always hear the old adage that um, you can't pour, you know, from an empty cup. And, you know, trying to really apply that is like a whole new area for me. (laughs) So it really is. It is. And it also helps to have a support system, too. I mean, that that is important. You can't do it all alone. So, you know, having a, a mother or a girlfriend or, you know, the father of your children or child, if, you know, if they're available and it's fine. And important, too, um, because I, I definitely wouldn't be able to do everything I can without my Oh, okay. And I think that's something that um, is also very real because either people portray that, you know, they're doing it all by themselves or they show this well-oiled machine but you know behind closed doors it can be something that's completely different so what I've learned is you know perception is not oftentimes reality so just hearing about how Mm -hmm. you are intentional about um truly practicing self-care I think that is incredible Mm -hmm. for sure and taking a lot of good here I think this year has been a self-care self-love type of year but now that I'm here, I'm definitely not coming back. The rewards are great. Very important. Right. So it's um, time to switch gears for the last time. Okay. So we talked a little bit um, when we got started about um, some of the various roles that you have um, on your plate right now. So tell me something Mm -hmm. um, that you're working on that you're most excited about. I know um, that you're working on this amazing um, show, Expect to Win, but is there anything Mm -hmm. else that you're working on or tell me about what that experience has been so far? So there's a couple of things I'm working on. I'll start with the Expect to Win. Um, the Expect to Win Experience Talk Show is a YouTube show that highlights the athletes. And so we talk to high school and college athletes um, around the country. And sometimes we have celebrity guests in the show. We've had professional cheerleaders. We've had experts or former Olympians on the show. And it's basically just a show for the student athletes to come on and talk about, you know, their goals or where they see themselves in a few years or accolades because a lot of times we hear and see interviews from, you know, these college and professional athletes, but it takes time to get there. And so we want the high school athletes to get their shine too. And so that's a fun show to do. That's every Saturday night um, on YouTube. And I'm also working on a new podcast. We just had our first episode last night. It's called Final Statement. And that's a really fun project. And the reason I was told um, by one of my girlfriends, Ronnie, um, to work on this podcast. So the, the premise is there are three guys and three girls. And we talk all this life, love, relationships, stuff, news. And uh, yesterday, our show was on the topic of I can't get you, you're the 
And so it was a really funny show, but we had characters, and so we learned each other and, and listened well. And it's been um, I also host a live R&B live live show here in the city once a month. It's a live music show uh, with a live band, a DJ. It's just think love sounds for the R&B vibe. Like right. very intimate, very chill. So I'm a co-host for that show once a month, and that's fun. And I'm working on a few other projects, nothing in, in town just yet. So I don't want to jinx them by mentioning them. But they're great projects as well. And then, you know, as you mentioned earlier, I'm grateful too. I'm thankful to have this summer off. It's, it's been a long journey, but I go back to fall and I graduate to be So I'm excited about that as well. And that's Oh, my goodness. See, this is exactly why (laughs) I needed to have you on my show, because you are just so inspiring. Honestly, you really are. And I can hear it in your voice, the excitement that you have around the various projects that you're working on. And to me, that is what matters, because one of the reasons why I entitled my show Womanhood Decoded is because I feel like our generation is really redefining what womanhood means to us versus, you know, what um, we were told womanhood was supposed to look like from previous generations. So I just really, really, really like how you are meticulously um, handcrafting your life, you know, whether it is how you are juggling and managing and loving your children or um, just how you are navigating the various different projects. Um, everything that you are working on seems to be in alignment with who you are. And I find that to just be amazing and super, super inspiring. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm really blessed. I'm, I'm in a good season of my life, but I'm thankful. It took a lot of good here, but I'm here to overcome eventually. It's, uh, it's really amazing. God is good, and that's all I can say. Every time, you know, when someone says, you have so much going on, yes, I pray for days like this, so I won't complain, but God is good. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So we cannot end without me asking about your style. I just absolutely love okay. your style. <laughs> Do you have yeah. a tip or a trick or something that you can share with me or the audience? I don't care because, I mean, honestly, like the way that you carry yourself, it doesn't matter if you have a full face on or if your hair is down or if you're wearing curls, like you just exude this presence. And so I am just so excited to hear what tip you're going to share with us tonight. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I don't know if it's more the essence of who I am as a person. Um, you and I had this conversation on the time. We're both Leos. Mm-hmm. And Leo women, I mean, just I think it's always been important for me to exude class. And, and that's one thing that I think I'll always take with me. There's an object going well, I don't remember it verbatim, something about being classy and fabulous. And that's what I always want to be. And so I do find hearing myself uh, in that way. I mean, I definitely want to present, you know, can represent myself and my family and those around me at all times. But I would say as far as being fabulous and, and beauty and health, self-care is important. I mean, 
drinking the water, eating healthy. I invested in a personal trainer earlier this year, and she's gotten me into amazing shape. And that in itself will give you, you know, a boost of confidence. It did for me. And so I also got to shopping. <laughs> so along with that, I'm losing, you know, weight. And, and so that along with, you know, proper rest and proper self-care. And I think that glow that you get from loving on yourself, that is unmatched. And so I think no matter... How you do yourself, if you do yourself as classy or, you know, afrocentric or chic or, you know, if you love on yourself and if you spend time and energy into investing yourself, that glow is going to radiate. And so that's it I have. Love on yourself and, and it will be noticeable, that glow. Absolutely. Well, I cannot think of a better way to conclude with that because that gives us something to think about and something to reflect about because um, what we basically do and how we feed ourselves internally, that's going to show. And there's nothing that you can buy in a store when it comes to that. It's going to, you have to actually do it. It's a lifestyle. So, yes. (laughs) I, like I definitely appreciate your time and it was just such a pleasure to have you on my show and who knows maybe in a couple months I'll bring you on again for another topic if you're down for it absolutely just let me know anytime thank you so much for having me on it was an honor well, before we go, um, I know that everyone is going to be eager to see what you're doing or what your next project is. So if you could share your social media so that um, people can follow you and, you know, connect with you that way, that would be awesome. Absolutely. So my social media handle is Sandy on Air. That's K-A-N-D-I on O-N-A-I-R and of course that comes from uh, my radio background but you can find that um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter all of those platforms um, LinkedIn I'm on there as well if you you know someone who is interested in the communication field or just wants to you know pick my brain a little bit hit me up definitely I still love that and I'm open and willing to answer any questions about um, media as well again you on air hit me up Well, that's amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time. And I guess we will talk soon. Thank you again. Absolutely. Have a good one. You too.